Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yes, well, hey, good morning, church. I'm so happy to be here with all of you today. My name is Pastor J.F. Wilkerson. It's just a blessing to get to connect with you, whether you're here in the auditorium, 9 a.m., what's up? You're in the room, good to see you. If you're watching online, thank you for spending uh, your part of your Sunday with us. This is the first Sunday on the Advent calendar where we're ready, we're anticipating uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. But you know what is so special about Advent? It's not just about that. Advent is also anticipating his return, his second coming. So well, are, is anyone excited about that, that Jesus is coming back? to take us home one day. But man, I'm just, oh man, don't you love Christmas? Look around. Isn't the stage beautiful with the Christmas trees? And man, we had so much fun yesterday. We had served the house here on the church campus and we had all kinds of people here and getting set up and decorated. If you're able to, by the way, uh, we're not closed. We never have been closed. The doors are open. We love to have you. Uh, come enjoy just this space that we have. Our lobby is just gorgeous. It looks, it looks better than the Tacoma Mall. I, I'm, by the way, I'm not even sure. Is the Tacoma Mall even open? I don't even think it is, right? So, hey, come, come, come through and take some pictures with your family. But we're just so happy that uh, this is uh, Christmas at Sea Fan. And uh, man, uh, my kiddos are out of their minds. So any, any parents in the house? Kids? kids are excited. Christmas trees are going up and this is just such a fun season. So honored to get to uh, celebrate uh, this holiday season with you. And uh, it's all about Jesus, is it not? All about Jesus and his birth. And it's a birthday party for Jesus Christ. You know, it's been a weird year, a really weird year. In fact, uh, our family, we were kind of decorating uh, the last couple of days, our house, and we were reminiscing a little bit about prior years and just how much different this one is. You know, our, our, our kids are out of school, and I know so many of you uh, watching right now, your kids are out of school, meaning that they're not going to a physical location, and so uh, there's, you know, there's not those Christmas parties and all the Christmas stuff that kids do at school, and uh, we were actually reflecting on that a couple nights ago, how our son Fulton, who's in kindergarten right now, online kindergarten, which isn't as much fun as the regular kindergarten, but he's making do and has a good attitude. But last year, obviously, he was in preschool and uh, he, he was attending this little Christian uh, preschool. And so they were going to have their annual Christmas uh, party, right? And so kind of the theme when you're kiddos like that is like, it's, birth, it's birthday. All kids like that, they, they, the party is always about a birthday, right? And so uh, the teacher, bless her heart, she was going to have a birthday party for Jesus, right? And so we can remember we took them and they had, you know, balloons, you know, set up and there was a little cake there and all the Christmas stuff going on. And, and uh, uh, you know, the teacher says, all right, we're going we're gonna to have a birthday party for Jesus. And I'll never forget, we were laughing about it this week. This little kid in the back goes, wait a second, hold up. He yelled out, he goes, he goes wait a second. You're telling me that we're going to have a birthday party for a kid who's not even here? He said, well, then can I have the presents and the cake if the kid's not even here? 
And, and uh, the teacher laughed and she was so gracious and explained about how uh, it's all about Jesus and began to tell the story there. But we got to laughing because, you know, hey, we don't always say it out loud, but man, uh, maybe you're watching online or you're in the auditorium and maybe there's been those moments where it's like, it's like, wait a second, we're, we're, we're the Christmas, we're celebrating a, a, a birthday party for somebody who's not even here, right? But the fact of the matter, he is here. He is here. And what I want you to know about this season is Christmas isn't just something that we commemorate. It's not just something that took place thousands of years ago and, and we celebrate what happened. No, 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 no. Christmas is all about what's happening right now. Christmas is happening right now. Why? Because Jesus, his spirit is with us. And so right now we're celebrating the fact that he is with us. The king, he came, he comes, and he reigns then, and he reigns now. So we've got a reason to celebrate this season. And so that's what we want to talk about for a handful of weeks here, that the king has come, our King, King Jesus. And, you know, I want to, we want to open up this series of talks with the account of Mary. And I want to talk just a couple of minutes about uh, her account and her life, because it really starts with her and what God was calling her to do. But as we read her account and unpack some principles that we find here, Here's what I want you to see this morning. Uh, not only is this account about Mary and what God did for her, but it's also about what God did for us. But not just that. This account also communicates all that God desires for you and I right now. And I want to talk about that today. Christmas isn't just about what the Lord did, but it's even more so about what he's doing and what he wants to do today. And so today for a couple of minutes here, I want to pack three realities about the calling of Christmas, what God did and what he's desiring to do. If you have your Bibles, uh, I want to look to the gospel of Luke the Gospel of Luke. This is the third of the four Gospels in the New Testament. And Luke begins his account, not with Mary. Isn't that interesting? I want to I talk about Mary today, but Luke doesn't even start his story uh, with, with Mary. He actually introduces us to Elizabeth and Zechariah. And to set it up, they've just found out that they're expecting a son. And the one we know as John the Baptist. And let's pick up there, Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. We'll read a bit, and then I have a few thoughts. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 
But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And this is the first calling I wanna talk about this morning. Number one, write this down. And that is the calling to conceive, believing and birthing. Um, you parents watching online, you parents in the house right now, you, you all can remember vividly that first baby, right? Uh, the nine months and then that day, right? The, the birthing, I mean, I, it's like I've got every minute in my memory on lockdown. I remember exactly what the clothes I had on, the bag we had packed, the hospital, that, the whole, all of it, all the details, how I felt. And I know all of you who are watching that are moms and dads, you, you, you remember it well. But, you know, I've, I've talked to, uh, about it before, just kind of my, um, you know, God, I get kind of uptight when it comes to medical procedures, if you will, or just, you know, just all of that stuff. It's kind of like, oh, I got to like, I got to like kind of get that just a little bit more pumped up than the rest of you guys can handle it. It's just something there. I'm just kind of like, oh, and so, you know, uh, by the way, uh, if, you know, if you're, if you're a guy or a new, a new dad, or you're getting ready to have a baby, like do whatever you can to like not make it about you at all. Okay. So, but if you've got some struggles, I don't know what to tell you. You just got to get through it, okay? So, so I was like, all right, I'm good. No, you know, I know I'm going to be in there and everything, but I'll be just fine. You know what I'm saying? So I can remember going in there and, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of go time. And, and the doc's like, all right, get your stuff on. And, you know, got the, you know, the whole the blue th- outfit on, the whole, and I'm there and I'm outside the room. And uh, I'm just like, it, it kind of starts to hit me. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was just all the emotions, like, like in just a few minutes here, this is, I'm going to be a dad and, oh man, there, there might, there's going to be a lot of stuff that I've never seen before that's about to take place. And I don't know how I'm going to handle this, right? You know, all that stuff. And I was just kind of like, <sighs> kind of just like, like just a lot of, a lot of oxygen, keep, you know, the whole thing. And I'll never forget, he opens, he's like, it's go time, right? And I walk in to that OR and there we are and there's people everywhere. And, and I'll, I'll never forget this. The doctor looks at me and he says, JF, he goes, come down here to this side. You want to get your video camera out because you don't want to miss any of this. And I said, you know what? I think I'll be, I'm going to stay on this side. I, I think I'm, I think I'll be okay. He's like, he's like, are you sure? And he's like, well, at least give me your, your, your phone and I'll, I'll, I'll get it from here. You know what I mean? Like, like, here we go. I'll get, and I was like, okay. And I remember just all the stuff going on and, ah, and like I was down there, but I was like, how's it going? You know, the whole thing. And, and, you know, she's the one going through it all. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, oh, I'm getting kind of like lightheaded and then, and there's stuff and there's tools and, and there's colors and you know what I'm talking about. And I'm just like, what is going on? Ah, and like, in, in, like I, I, I got to a place where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Any, any dads out there maybe, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I, and, and, but, but thank God we got through it. I didn't pass out or anything out. And I was able to hold my baby girl in my arms. But there, there's a couple of moments there where it was close, you know? And I, I was even thinking about that this week where I got to a place where I was like, I don't think I can do this. 
And I gotta be honest, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we men don't have to go through that type of birthing process, right? The actual physical kind. I, I cheer you on, ladies. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to do that. But let me tell you something right now. Male or female, the God of the universe, he wants to birth something through you. That's his plan. There's a conception that he's calling all of us to be willing to allow him to work in and through us. The calling to conceive, believing and birthing. And this is, the re- th- th- this is the reason that the word conceive has so many multiple meanings. Let me, let me give you a couple of definitions of what that word means. Here's the first one. By the way, it's a verb. <laughs> like it, It's an action. Here, it's on the screen. Look at this. Here's the first definition of the word conceive, and that is to form an idea in your mind, to imagine something, to believe something. There's this, there, there, there's this conception process that takes place, or a dream, or an idea. It's like, it's, like it's, it's conceived in your mind, and then it grows, and, and then it comes to fruition. You know what I'm talking about? But then, of course, you have the, 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 the physical processes to become pregnant. So do you see what the, the, the beautiful picture here that God's painting for us? God wants to do the same with us. It's his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, but how? Through us. That, that, that's the process, the conception. It's, it's, it's Lord, you know, not my will, but your will be done. Your kingdom come. And how does it get there? Through you and I, through people. It is birthed through, through you and I. And John reminds us that when we believe in Jesus, he'll birth even greater things through us because he gave us the Holy Spirit. And let me confirm that in John chapter four, verse 12. This is, this is the verse for me that I'm done trying to figure out. I'm just gonna accept it. It's, it's so overwhelming to like try to say like, how does this, no, no, no. I'm just gonna have faith and say yes, all right? So here it is. It says, very truly I tell you. This is Jesus talking. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Now watch this crazy thing he says. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And when we read this, Most of us end up having the exact same response that Mary has when the angel shows up. Let's go back to the text in Luke chapter one, verse 34. Let me set it up now. The the angels just told her uh, that she's gonna have a baby, all right? Now look at this. Mary says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. She's essentially saying, I don't have it within me. I don't understand how this is gonna work. I haven't done anything to contribute to this process, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think that you can do this, but it just, it, it just seems that God can't work through me. But look at verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Friends, as crazy as it sounds, the Lord wants to birth something in Every one of us, he wants to use us if we're willing to be a vessel for him. He wants 
to use us. He wants to conceive something through us, birth something through us. His work here on earth through you and through me. And you say, wait a second, no, no, that, that doesn't work for me. I, there's, there's no way that God would want to use me. Oh, my friend, if you read the scriptures, uh, it's pretty clear that he tends to use the most unlikely of people, does he not? From Genesis to Revelation, most of the stories of the men and women that he uses to do his work are so unlikely. Just like this young teenage Middle Eastern girl named Mary. By the way, her name was so common in the ancient world that they would, they would literally need to use so many other family members and, and, and occupations just so people could figure out which Mary it was. Isn't that known? Which Mary? Which Mary? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ordinary, unlikely, this Jewish girl from Palestinian Galilee. And God says, you're the one. The angel says, it's going to happen in and through you. In and through you. The Christmas story shows us this calling to conceive, the believing and the birthing. Let's go back to Luke's account. So the angel, he, he continues with the explanation to Mary. And it's interesting how it begins to shape up. Let's look at verse 36. Scripture says, even Elizabeth, your relative. Now he's talking to Mary. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Aren't you grateful for that? No word from God will ever fail. When he makes a promise, he fulfills it through you. You can count on him today. You've been lied to by man. You've been cut down by, uh, by family members or a friend or someone that you loved. Jesus will never do that. His plan will never fail you. He says, I am the Lord's. So look what Mary says. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Here's the next calling at the script that the Christmas story points us to, and that is the calling to connect. Write that down. And then, and then put a little dash and put revelation in relationships. The calling to connect. I love how even the Christmas story begins with highlighting the value of relationships in everything God does. And, and not only the, in, uh, in the relationship that we have with him, but in the relationship that we have with others to the point that the, the, the story of Jesus' birth begins with talking about somebody else. <laughs> like, like Luke sets it up to, to start talking about Mary and tell her story, but he opens the whole story talking about Elizabeth. Why? Because God uses connection and relationship for his work to be fulfilled here on earth. It's a beautiful thing. And once again, we talk a lot about it. The kingdom of God, it, 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 it rubs against some of our Western cultural uh, ideals where we want to do it all on our own. It's all about me. I, da, 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 da. That's not what the, the kingdom is collective. We connect, we're unified. And we come together for such a time as this to do his work. And so we have to constantly being, we have to constantly use discernment as we navigate 
who we are and what we believe and what we've been taught and all of these different things. But I want you to know that the, 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 the Christmas story, it points us to connection. And, and for some of us, we need a revelation as to the power of relationships, not just with God, but with the person standing right in front of you. And I, and I love, I, it's, it's just, it's fascinating to me where Luke opens up and he's talking about, he, he's, he's, he wants you to hear about Mary, but he, he ropes Elizabeth in this. And, and I mean, I mean look, look how we find out about Mary. Let's go back to the text, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary. So we're given the timetable of Jesus's birth, not according to how old Mary was, but instead in relation to Elizabeth's pregnancy. Now that's, that's, that's a little bit odd, but that's, that's the way that Luke wrote it. And what I want you to know to not, uh, this morning, today, is I believe that the Lord uses this story to continue to underscore the importance of relationships. Friends, we are not called to do his work here on earth alone. That, that's the power of the local church. We do this together. We reach a community. We love and serve a neighborhood, a, a region together, not individually. And the Christmas story points us to the power of relationship and unity and connection. It's a beautiful thing. We do this together. Uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine, uh, any cyclists in the house, you, you ride bikes or anyone online? I know Miss Kathy Young is, is watching right now and she's like our, she's like our uh, you know, in-house uh, you know, cyclist. So thanks, Miss Kathy. But anyway, um, my buddy of mine was like, hey, I want you to ride the STP with me and some buddies. And I was like, by the way, the STP is, is a, is a, it's a, uh, like a two-day event where you ride a bicycle from, from University of Washington, Seattle, all the way to downtown Portland. That's like over 200 miles. And I said, you know what? Let me pray about that. No, I'm not going to do that. That's the, I am not going to do that. The, the last time I rode a bike was like, I think I was like nine. You know what I mean? So I don't do bikes. He went, no, he, you're going to do it. He said, no, you're going to do it. And we're going to train, you're going to train with me and and some, some of the guys that were a part of our, our local church. And I said, I just don't want to, I don't feel like, ah, and they just kept, they kept wearing me out. And he said, what if I built you a bike? Like, I'm like, ah, I'm just not into it. I don't, I'm not really, the clothes, I, just the clothes alone, that doesn't really work for me, you know? And he said, no, you're, you're, you're going to do it. And so finally I relented, right? And uh, I said, okay. So I, so I started, you know, training and the whole thing. And and I remember just like the whole process of how I was nervous the whole time. Like you don't, I, I guess maybe you do, but I, I, I didn't, like didn't, didn't take into account kind of like the danger in it all. You know, you're riding on, you know, the road and it's just like this little tiny, fly, you're just flying, you know what I mean? So, um, but, but I can remember early morning Saturdays, like a year out, like waking up early and riding from like Lakewood all the way to DuPont and back and, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but South Tacoma Way in July at 4.30 in the morning, there's no one there. So we like, we're just like rolling down the middle of the street, you know, and, um, but, but I can remember getting closer to that, that STP. By the way, do I have a picture? Because I want, I want you to, 
There, you even cropped it for me. Thank you. Because I had the picture and it went all the way down here and I was like, that's not a good look for me. So anyway, we got it cropped, but those are me and my buddies right there. Um, but, but I can remember training and getting ready for this thing and, and I, the, the day came where we're gonna take off. And by the way, like thousands of people are riding. And so you gotta think about this. Like you're, 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 at times you're on the freeway, you know what I mean? And, 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 and there's actually like professional bikers that are, that are riding to, cyclists that are riding to, and people are just like, they're just flying by you. And so like, if you do anything, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, like if you, so the whole time you're riding and you're just like, ha, ah, ah. So you're already tired, but then you're stressed out. Like, and I'll, little, little side note, we're down by Chehalis and we're, and we're crossing over um, I-5. We'd come down through it and we're coming over I, this is like, you know, seven hours in, it felt like. And I came up over, over the, the, the ramp to go over and my tire hit one of those kind of like street water gutter things. True story, I went right over the top, like literally flipped over. And by the way, if you've ever had that experience, your whole life kind of flashes before your eyes. You know what I'm talking about? And my feet were still clipped into the deal. So the whole, like it was like the whole bike, every, and I went full on yard sale uh, over this on-ramp. No joke, I, I land, I think that my entire side is gone. Like I'm like, you know, I, like I have visions of like five years of reconstruct the whole thing. And I'm laying in the street and it doesn't get, it, it gets worth all of a sudden. And this like 92 Honda Accord like slams on the brakes. I'm like, ah, I'm like, ow, ah, like all at the same time. It was just like, it was, ah, man. And, and, and so I'm laying there and the guy jumps out. He's like, are you okay? And, and my guys kind of get around me and, and, and I'm like, I bet my shoulder's gone. And sure, I get up and the thing worked. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. But I'm telling you, I was in like so much pain where I looked at my buddy, Matt, who, who's sitting next to me uh, or sitting in the, in the picture. And I was like, uh, call my wife to come pick me up. I'm done. Like, no way. I, this is not happening. And I'll never forget, he looked at me and he says, oh, this is happening. And I said, I can't, look at me, I've, I've, I've wiped out. And he was like, looks like everything seems to, let me feel you. Yeah, you look like you're good to go. I'm like, I don't think I'm good. And he goes, JF, you're gonna do it. Why? Because you can, and because I'm gonna be right with you. And you know what, my friends? We got to Portland, which felt like four days later, but we, 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 we managed... And you know how we got there? Matt was literally right behind me on his bike. And my other buddy, Jonathan, was right in front of me. And we rode another 100 miles just like that together all the way. When there was guys flying or gals flying by me, I started to freak out. They would kind of, kind of, you know, kind of come down and, 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 and literally, and I want you to know today, there's no way I would have finished that silly race. By the way, I'm never doing it again. But I... I I, there, I would have never finished that silly race if it wouldn't have been for those guys saying, no, you're gonna do it and we're gonna be right there with you. We're gonna finish this race together. And my friends, I want you to know today, that's what the local church is all about. That's what this Christmas story is pointing all of us to, to come together, to do what God's birthed inside each and every one of us to do, but not alone, to do it together. And this, I'm telling you, I'm about, to, I'm about to confirm that because you're gonna see the importance of Elizabeth and Zechariah 
in this moment where Mary has received the wackiest, craziest assignment that she could ever even conceptualize. The calling to connect. Look at this in John chapter 17. Scripture says this, my prayer is not for them alone. This is Jesus praying to the Father. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me and they, be, they may be one as we are one. Jesus is re- referring to the Holy Trinity in verse 23. He says, I in them, you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. This is Christ's prayer for the believers. He says, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. The world will know that the Lord is who he is by the way we live in our relationships with each other. We are called to operate as one body, never alone, but together. So the angel delivers the assignment and look how Mary responds. Luke 1, 39. And then we're gonna pray here in just a couple of minutes. And that is, it says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Again, we see how important it is to have the right people in your life. When crisis comes, when you're afraid, when you don't know what to do, make sure you've surrounded your, this is why small groups are so important. I can go on and on and on because there's gonna be moments where you gotta run to somebody's home. So Mary, Mary goes, what? what? And just takes off to the person that she loves. Verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, watch this, John, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't miss this, the, the Holy Spirit bearing witness in utero, in utero, talk about powerful, right? Verse 42, in a loud voice, she, Elizabeth, Elizabeth exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. My friend today, you need people in your life that will encourage you in everything God's calling you to. He's, he's putting, he's, he either has put something in your heart for you to do. And a lot of times those things can seem scary or even wacky or absurd. And you're gonna need, you're gonna need, to, you're gonna need to tell someone about that. And you need someone in your life or a group of friends that says, yes, 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 be encouraged. We'll walk, we'll walk that out with you. It's so important. So scripture says that this was such a, a meaningful time in, in Mary's life. 
She, she gets this confirmation and this encouragement from Elizabeth that scripture says that, that she stays for quite a while with Zechariah and, and, and Elizabeth and, and, and they minister to her and she, she begins to gain confidence over a course of three months. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And so um, God isn't calling you to live out your assignment alone. That's the message that I want to give you. So, so the first thought, the calling to conceive, believing and birthing. The second, the calling to connect. That's what he's called us to do. Revelation in relationships. As, as our band comes back, the third thought, and then we'll pray. And that is the calling to crucify. And put a little mark next to that and put dying to our desires. We focus on the crucifixion around Easter, and that's a good thing. But I want you to know that crucifixion is very apparent in this Christmas story too. Because we see Mary literally dying to herself, her desires, what she thought life would look like for her the risk that she was about to take in accepting what God had called her to do. The calling of God always involves dying to self. Someone needs to write that down. The calling of God always involves dying to self, accepting what he has said as truth, and his will for your life. And this isn't a popular thing to preach, my friend. This is like, this is the part of the gospel where it's like, oh, the dying to self thing? Oh, oh man. You mean I, I gotta get rid of the selfishness, right? The pride, the arrogance, the I can do it on my own attitude and say, no, 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 no. This is what the gospel requires. Jesus hung on that cross. He died a physical death. But as his disciples, his followers, we're called to act in the same way from a spiritual sense. This, 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 this purge of selfishness and, and, and uh, personal, own, carnal, immoral, desires in our hearts. You see, I was thinking about the last couple of days as we were kind of decorating our house and I was watching my kids get out the little nativity scene. And we have, we, we got like the one from uh, Tyco or something, you know, like the little, the little kid one, you know, like the little plastic figurines and they're all like so happy. You know what I mean? The donkeys are smiling in, in our little figure. You know, what I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about? The sheep are like, you know, full on. And that's, and that's fun. All that stuff's fun. But there was, Mar- you know, Izzy and Fulton, they're putting the little Mary there. And there, she was just like, looked like all of her dreams had come true, <laughs> right? Like she was so happy. But Ash and I were even talking about it even early this morning, just how opposite that moment really was 
and how the realization that Mary was having, the risk that she was about to take, she would likely lose her whole family due to uh, just scandal. Teenage girl gets pregnant and she says, God did it. And I'm just, in the ancient world, I mean, you were in a Jewish ancient family. That was just, you talk about bringing shame on the family. So here she is, she's she's accepting that that's probably gonna happen. Her fiance, can you imagine that? The fiance, I, I swear, God did it. Like, you know, how, how would that go over? Do you know what I mean? Like, so the, there's just all of these, her reputation, her future, all of her plans, even possibly her life. This was such a bad deal that it wasn't uncommon for, for the, 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 you know, the, the town leaders to, to come up with a pretty good reason to just take her out and stone her. We, we don't want this in our, in our community. And yet in her confusion, in her fear, because of her encounter with the Lord and surrounding herself with the right people, she responds, read the rest of it, and I think we're gonna be teaching about it a little bit next week. She responds with a song of praise. You get, it, get ahead of us this afternoon and, and read it. It's pretty cool. She doesn't, here's the thing too, I don't have time to really pontificate on this idea, but she doesn't like back into it. Like, oh, this is gonna suck. Oh man, oh, why? Oh, I guess if you say so, oh Lord, oh. She doesn't do any of that. She literally does the exact opposite. She says, yes, God, I'll do it. She obeys, but then the way she does it, by worshiping and praising God. Man, that was so convicting for me personally. <laughs> As I read the rest of that text, I'm like, man, Lord God, for, for, first and foremost, I repent. There are things that you've called me to that I've done with such a poor attitude, right? Lord, make me more like Mary when you come with the calling, the assignment, the task, whatever it is. May I obey but yet in my response, do it with a pure heart and one with praise and thanksgiving unto you. We must crucify our flesh, dying to our desires. And I end with Paul's words to the church in Galatia where he confirms this. He says, I have been, this also means I continue to be, by the way, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Why are we so willing to die to ourselves and what we want? Because he was willing to die for us. Come on, bow your heads here in the auditorium. If you're watching online, I'd like just to take a minute and pray for every last person. I want to just reiterate, thank you so much for being a part of this sacred moment. As we start the first day of the Christian Advent calendar, the sacred season where every day we're anticipating the birth of Christ, we're remembering. <laughs> the significance 
But that's only the half of it. In this season, we're anticipating, looking forward to when he comes back, his second coming, and he promises that he will. And so today, my friend, wherever you're watching from, whether you're in this auditorium or you're watching online, find rest and peace. And here's the word hope, hope in that. Maybe this season you feel hopeless. Maybe quarantine 220 has, has, has dealt you in, in a way that you're almost ashamed to, to, to admit. Listen, we've all, we've all experienced a measure of pain and, and uh, persecution, if you will, through this time. But what I want you to know is that because of what Jesus did for us and not what he just did for us, what he continues to do today, the Christmas story that's alive and happening now amongst us right now, I'm telling you, you can find even a new measure of hope in that today. And I wanna encourage you and bless you in Jesus' name. The calling to conceive, the Christmas story points us to this beautiful picture that God is wanting that his kingdom to flow through you and I. I know that sounds crazy. I, 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 to think we, that we're just, we're, we're unworthy. We're, we're not good in all of those things. But it has nothing to do with what we've done. Everything that what he did for us, that he says, now I call you. We just read it in John that if you believe I'm sending you the spirit, things I did, you'll do. You'll, be, you'll do things that are even greater than what I did. Man, do you believe that today? Do you believe that he loves you that much? That he wants to birth something through you? We have to be willing to say yes, like Mary said. If it, it's gonna cost you something though. It's always going to cost you something. Are you willing to shelf your reputation? Are you willing to be rejected by your friends and family? Are you willing to have people talk behind your back? It's a decision that you're gonna to have to meditate on, the calling to connect. We, we live in a culture where it's, it's praise to pull off feats of greatness on your own. But the kingdom calls us to come together. I'm not talking about the business world and all of the, you know, the economy. I'm talking about kingdom work, the kingdom God calls you and I to come together to fulfill what he wants here on earth. And we can't do that on our own. We have to come together. So that's gonna require us to prefer one another. It's gonna require us to put aside frivolous conversations. It's gonna require us to figure out a way to unify and reject division. It's gonna require us to lay down our lives for each other. It's gonna require us to crucify JF's flesh. I gotta like, Lord, the, my sinful desire, I, I gotta humble myself, repent of my way and the way I think things should be done and accept what he wants for me, what he wants for you. I'm telling you, this will bring us together when we get our eyes on what he's doing and what he wants, but it's gonna require us to crucify our sinful fleshly desires. We have to reject it. We have to rebuke it. 
dying to our desires. And so today, if you're watching, as we've just scratched the surface of the greatest story ever told, the most important story there is, maybe you're watching today, you say, Pastor, I want to step into this season of, of, of thanksgiving to God celebrating the birth of Christ by actually giving my life to him. Like, I, I, I don't want to wait till like talk four in December. <laughs> I don't want to wait till Christmas Eve. In fact, I don't even want to wait till December. I want to do it right now at the end of November right here. I want to commit my life to Christ and allow him to work in my heart because I want him to do something through me. I want him to conceive something in and through me. I, I, want, I don't feel like I have any purpose in my life. I, I, I ask over and over, what, what, what is the point of life? What am I doing here? I've, I've got all kinds of stuff in my life that I'm ashamed of, that I battle. I have addiction issues. I have relationship issues, all of, all of these things. And I just, I, I got to like re, re, release all of that stuff and give it to Christ and say, yes, that's you. Just do it right now. Lord, I give you my life. As we move now into this holiday season, I give you my life. I want to focus my attention on you. I believe, I believe in you. I believe in everything that you said. I, I'm still, I, 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 I don't know all the things, but I'm willing to learn. But I want to start with saying yes. I, that, that, that's, that's the first step is saying, I believe in you. I believe in who you are. I repent of my sins. I confess that I'm a sinful woman, sinful man. Man, I do too. Pastor JF, I do too. I confess. Lord, do, do, do a work in my own heart. Lord God, do a work in my friend's heart, Lord Jesus. We want to we be like you. We want to pursue your character. We want to point people to you. In Jesus' name. And then God, I pray for my friends watching right now. Maybe, maybe you're watching. You say, Pastor, I'm a, I'm a believer. But I've got, a, I've got an issue when it comes to other people. I, I, I can't. It's hard for me to describe. I feel bad about it. I, I catch myself in, 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 in silly arguments and I catch myself feeling jealousy towards somebody else or I hold on to bitterness or I have a hard time uh, making a wrong right. I, I, I just struggle with it. I feel like I'm in conflict with people. I feel like I'm in conflict with my church. I feel like I'm, I'm constantly coming up with new ways to oppose and push back. And man, as you're talking right now, it's clear that part of the Christmas story is the calling of connection and the revelation of the power of relationships and how we are supposed to pursue people in a way that prefers them and loves them. Pastor, pray for me. I've got, I got some stuff in my own heart that I got to repent of. I got some, 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 some selfish desires. In fact, I've even masked it at times as, as, as some spiritual thing and and, and whatnot, but it's really just, it's just me. It's, it's me. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta deal with what's going on in my own heart. Je Jesus was, Jesus always spoke to the person's heart standing right in front of them. It was always a deeper issue. And so if that's you today, maybe you just want to say a prayer like that. Lord, search my heart. Da David said it over and over. It's something that you got to do every day. Paul talks about it. 
man, Lord, search JF's heart. If there's any sin, God, I repent. Expose the areas that I, that I don't even, it's, it's a blind spot. Like I don't even see it. If that's you, pray a prayer like that. Lord God, I, I wanna pursue the type of connection that Mary had with Elizabeth and Zechariah and, and how the, the, the type of uh, pursuit that Jesus had for, for his, his disciples that he knew would end up betraying them. He knew would kind of mess the whole thing up for a while, but he, but he had faith in them and he was modeling the power of community and, and how we're supposed to live. Even when it feels like we don't wanna trust somebody, we gotta do it. We, we, we got to risk it if, if that's what it takes because this is, this is the picture of what the kingdom looks like. So Lord God, may it start within our own hearts. If that's you, just say yes in your heart. Like, yes, that's me, Lord God. Reveal, reveal new layers, this revelation of what this, how important this is. And may it start within my heart, Lord God. And that last area, the crucifixion of flesh, the daily desires, Lord God, we, we reject that. We rebuke sin in our hearts, flesh, selfishness, bitterness, unforgiveness. We, it's got to go. It wastes, it wastes so much time when we're supposed to be doing kingdom work. So God, we just do that as we move into this Advent season. God, I thank you that you came. I thank you that you're here now, that the King has indeed come. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church. 